liberty lockdown please scan your barcode your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold where did it come from and where did it go it requires a fight not tweeting from your phone don't need a king get him off the fucking throne if you're riding with the thought you've always got a home the virus is scared of will come and it'll go the government knows this don't get treated like a hoe It's Friday, and you know what that means. It's Judge Nap Thursday time. I know that doesn't make a ton of sense, but anyways. Uh, last night I was supposed to have on Adam Krigler, host of The Krigler Show, former uh, regular, I think kind of a co-host of TimCast back in the day. Uh, great guy, and unfortunately he had a family issue. He wasn't able to make the interview last night, but I still covered the, uh, the truth-telling by both the former director of the CIA as well as one proud neo-atheist Mr. Sam Harris, and it was incredibly enlightening. So you're going to enjoy the rant on this one, no doubt about it. I go kind of ballistic. Um, anyways, Adam, uh, host of The Quickler Show, he will be rescheduling with me probably for next week, so stay tuned for that. And as always, enjoy Judge Andrew Napolitano, the legend with the latest on Ukraine and Russia, as well as the FBI raid. Of Mar-a-Lago. Uh, before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor for tonight's show, and that is, as always, Expat Money Summit. They are an upcoming online summit by my friend Mikkel Thorup. He has been on the show, great guy, very, very intelligent, from expatmoney.com with over 30 experts who are focused on moving your life, business, and wealth offshore. It's free to attend. Expatmoneysummit.com. Reclaim your freedom from chaos and uncertainty. Topics will include how to secure your own Plan B safe haven, how to use foreign currencies, offshore banking, and decentralized finance to safeguard your money, how to legally reduce your tax burden, important, legally, how and where to safely store gold, silver, and other precious metals, where the best countries are in the world to find freedom for yourself and your family, how you can get a second passport to travel the globe without restrictions, and get in in and out of different countries' borders. You will also learn about a libertarian island haven, private cities, communities on the ocean, and food and energy independent towns in Latin America. Sounds lovely. Register now for free. They just added to the lineup. Mr. Ron Paul, do not miss it. ExpatMoneySummit.com. This is your way to fight back against what is happening in the world. Stand up, protect yourself, and find out how to secure your new life abroad. Again, register for free over at ExpatMoneySummit.com. And without further ado, let's begin the show. So I have a, uh, a lot to cover tonight because Mr. Sam Harris, who I think he first came onto my radar uh, in like 2015 or something when he went on uh, Joe Rogan experience way back when. And I mean, he's obviously an intelligent guy. You know, he's not, he's not an actual idiot, but he is also thought of as being uh, an intellectual. He was actually like a member of the original IDW. If you guys remember that all those years ago, the intellectual dark web, he was always categorized as one of them. And I always took offense to that. Because I didn't, he didn't strike me as all that intellectual, to be honest. He, uh, he certainly, he has, he has just this terrible warmongering streak that runs through him. And I don't feel like enough people have hammered him for that. <laughs> you know, he, he's always had this tendency to believe that, like, the particularly Islam or the Muslim people, I think it's Islam, is probably how he would classify it. Are, are dangerous. And I mean, certainly there are aspects of uh, Islamic faith that gets really radical. In fairness, there's aspects of pretty much every faith that gets really radical and dangerous. 
So I don't think that's a, a fair vantage point to, you know, just put that on them. But regardless, he has done so very aggressively, so much so that, you know, he would go on uh, real time with Bill Maher and he would, you know, basically call for like whatever violence needed to be brought to bear to, to end this threat. Um, he has struck me as a coward for a very long time. And the COVID hysteria, the Trump hysteria, the uh, Islamic terrorist uh, hysteria, it's he's got a very long track record of being a fear mongering or just really just scared person, you know, just kind of a lunatic. Uh, so without further ado, let's play the clip that everyone's talking about. And it is my guy. You you know who it is. Dave Smith. Dave Smith is the one who brought this to my first attention. Obviously, it's gone super viral and everyone is talking about it. But this was the first person that I saw talk about it. And he said, I actually appreciate Sam Harris for saying this out loud. This is what the vast majority of the anti-Trump crowd believes. But most of them won't say it. At least when it's said, you can see it for what it is. Couldn't agree more. This is exactly what the truly TDS suffering intellectuals, the liberals, whatever, you know, label you want to put on them they they i'm so grateful that he just said it he said it out loud you know that that the quiet part was screamed from the mountaintops obviously he's backpedaling today but uh regardless let's let's hear what mr harris has to say. I mean, hunter biden at that point hunter biden literally could have had had the corpses of children in his basement i would not have cared right it's like <laughs> what a start <laughs> So he views Donald Trump as such an incredible risk that if Hunter Biden, they're for the context, they're talking about the laptop story, right? And how it was suppressed. And Sam Harris is saying quite clearly, crystal clear, which he backpedals in this pathetic thread today, uh, you know, claiming that's not what he's saying, but it's, listen, it's what he's saying. If he had, let's just, let's just listen to it again. Okay. We got time. I mean, Hunter Biden, at that point, Hunter Biden literally could have had, had the corpses of children in his basement. I would not have cared, right? It's like... Yeah, it was probably just child porn. I don't know if there was any corpses, so no big deal. It's, there's nothing. First of all, it's Hunter Biden, right? It's not, it's like, it's not Joe Biden. But even if Joe... Like, even the, whatever scope of Joe Biden's corruption is, like, if, you, if we could just go down that rabbit hole endlessly and... and understand that he's getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine or wherever else, right? Or China. It is infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Trump is involved in. It's like, it's like, it's like. <laughs> I love these guys' faces. And they're not, you know, they're nodding along a little bit. Uh, how is that even possibly correct? That we, we know we know that Trump has been investigated for six years straight. And the big smoking gun he brings up, Trump's, you know, collegiate scam. Like a firefly to the sun, right? I mean, like, there's... And, and he analogizes it by saying it's a firefly to the sun. That's how incomparable these two things are. The corruption of the Biden family versus the corruption of the Trump regime. Just, it doesn't even, it doesn't even stack up against Trump University, right? Trump University as a story is worse than anything that could be in, in Hunter Biden's laptop. How? How is that possibly accurate? You're going to tell me that anything that is in Hunter Biden's laptop is, couldn't possibly be worse? How? What if he has, I don't know, 
nuclear codes. <laughs> what if he has uh, plans to build nuclear bombs on them? What if he has child porn? What if he has, uh, you know, evidence of a sex trafficking ring that uh, the FBI helped cover up? I'm just throwing, th I'm just spitballing here. What if he had all of those things? What if he had one of those things? It doesn't compare. It still does not compare to Trump University. Are you starting to grasp how detached from reality? Not just Sam, but this is like a microcosm of the overall tedious view of the world, the Trump derangement uh, syndrome view of the, the world. And it's exquisite to watch it unfold. In my view, right? Now that's not, that doesn't answer the people who say it's still completely unfair to not have looked at the laptop in a timely way and to have shut down the, you know, the New York Post's Twitter account. Like that, that's a, just a conspiracy, that's a left-wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump. Absolutely it was, absolutely, right? But I think it was warranted, right? And I'm, and again, it's a <laughs> He's like, he's like, the disparity. Yeah, it's fair to point out the disparity and to have an issue with it, but it was warranted because Trump was an existential danger, whereas you know the Biden family is good. Point toss as to whether or not Sam, I'm sorry, that particular piece. I'm, I'm really yeah. sorry. I I was the one that said we should move yeah, on, yeah. but you've just oh, said yeah. something I really struggle with. There, which is the you kid, support the, kid, the kids in the basement. You no no <laughs> fuck yeah. the kids in the basement. Yeah, they probably did. I'm interested yeah. in democracy. You're saying you are content with a left-wing conspiracy to prevent somebody being democratically re-elected as president. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly what he's saying. Obviously, that's what he's saying. Oh, uh, here we go. No, I'm, I'm content. Well, so it's, but the thing is, it's just not left-wing, right? So Liz Cheney... <laughs> the conspiracy, as long as it's not partisan in nature, is completely okay. Because Liz Cheney, she's not a left-winger. She's a neoconservative, which he obviously agrees with. He is not left wing, right? Liz Cheney You're is doing everything in her power. conspiracy to prevent somebody no, being democratically it's not a, No, but there's nothing, conspiracy, it's not, it, it was a conspiracy out in the open. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a conspiracy because we did it in the open. So he's basically saying, yes. We reinforced, or whatever they called it, the election by covering up this story. Uh, we used our relationships with the big tech censorship apparatus to make that happen. And it's good because we have to protect democracy from itself. I, I am so sick of these particular people because these are the people that spent fucking years describing Trump as this existential threat not to the world per se, but more specifically to democracy itself. A thing which these people, and for the record, I don't believe in democracy, but these people do. They claim that it's the most important sacrosanct entity structure for civilization that it must be defended at all costs. So much so that we're willing to drop bombs on people to bring it to them, right? That's what he's advocated for for a very long time. And yet, when people start to vote the wrong way, anything is on the table, in the open or otherwise. He is so explicit here. It's it's honestly breathtaking. But it doesn't matter if it was, it doesn't matter what part's conspiracy, what part's out in the open. 
I mean, I think it's like if people get together and talk and talk about what should we do with, about this phenomenon, you know, if, if it's like if there, if there was an asteroid hurtling toward Earth and, and we got in a room together with all of our friends and had a conversation about what we could do to deflect its course, right? Is that a conspiracy? You know, like some of the, the I'm... Uh, it's just it's just an it's an astonishingly honest portrayal of exactly what we've always known that they they viewed Trump as such a danger such a danger that literally they would break laws they would reinforce things all on the table totally fine i'm i can't believe it i can't believe that he told that he said it this is what myself dave smith you know, basically anyone in the libertarian realm that's like paying attention has has identified for a very long time now that they don't believe in democracy. They don't believe in the will of the people. If the people are so stupid that they would vote for this existential threat in Donald Trump, well, then everything's on the table. We will do whatever is necessary to prevent him from controlling the reins of power. And, and in doing so, they will utilize those reins of power to prevent him from achieving that. And I just, I'm, I'm so grateful. Thank you for telling the truth finally. Unfortunately, coward that he is, as always, goes backpedaling today. And let's see his thread, which is embarrassing. Says there is a podcast clip circulating that seems to be confusing many people about my views on Trump, which is understandable because I wasn't speaking very clearly. <laughs> I thought it was pretty clear, actually. He goes, so for what it's worth, here's what I was trying to say. One six. I, I love it if there was no thread here and he was just saying January 6th. <laughs> like, he's like, this is what I was trying to say. January 6th. Uh, he goes, I was essentially arguing for a principle of self-defense. Oh, I agree. That is that is what you were arguing. But you're not allowed to defend yourself by stripping everyone else of their democratic rights, right? I mean, in your worldview, that kind of breaks your entire philosophy, uh, where there's a continuum of proportionate force that is appropriate and necessary to use. I love that he's like bringing up the non-aggression principle. Fascinating. I've always viewed Trump as a very dangerous person to elect as president of a fake university. I don't know why he keeps bringing that up, uh, let alone the U.S. And when he became a sitting president who would not commit to a peaceful transfer of power, I viewed him as more dangerous still. Okay. However, I'll never, I've never been under any illusion that he is orange Hitler. Uh, well, so that's even, that's even more remarkable. Cause like if I was him and I was going to try and explain away this, this incredible faux pas of telling the truth, I would absolutely double down on what an incredible risk orange Hitler was to us. And I would say he's worse than Hitler because that's the only way that you could possibly justify this position. Right. I mean, otherwise, you're just basically saying, if I don't get my way politically, I'm willing to do anything. Raw power. Go after our political opponents, lie about them, cheat, steal, whatever, murder. Anything's on the table, because if it's Hitler, you can justify just about anything. But he's saying, no, I've never been under any illusion that he is on Hitler. Fascinating. Because on the podcast, I was speaking narrowly about the wisdom and propriety of ignoring the Hunter Biden laptop story until after the election. I love that. As if that's like just a, just a thing that you can do if you're a journalist, for instance. You can just ignore stories for 
manipulating the uh, the populace to vote in a particular direction. I think that's a very important thing to note is that they feel as if as long as you're not actually changing vote totals, anything you do with all the other uh, you know cathedral apparatus to manipulate people into doing what you want, totally acceptable. Keep that in mind. I've always thought that this was a very hard call ethically and journalistically. But given what, yeah, it doesn't seem like you thought it was a hard call. You were totally on board. Uh, but given what happened with the Anthony Weiner laptop in the previous election, I think it was probably the right call. Which, by the way, we never got to the bottom of that because the FBI ultimately covers up everything. Very cool. It says, nothing I said on that po podcast was meant to suggest that the Democrats would have been right to commit election fraud or take other illegal measures to deny Trump the presidency, nor do I think they did that. Sure you don't. God, what a fucking loser. I don't know. I think I've said everything I have to say about him other than to say, don't forget this, you know? Don't let him downplay it. Don't buy the lies. He was telling you the truth. Finally, someone was telling you the truth about what they actually believe. Don't let them talk to you about defending democracy in Ukraine. It's a, a hyper-corrupt, democratically elected system in its own right. And they're willing to risk World War III with a nuclear power over de defending democracy. Very explicit. They say it constantly. Do they believe in democracy? Is it something that you should risk yourself, your own life, your family's life, your financial system, the stability of your dollar? Is it Should you risk all of these things in defense of something they don't fucking believe in? And it's clear they don't believe in it. But they bring it up constantly. You have to just start to accept the fact that when they say democracy, they're not talking about electing people or voting or any of the things. They're talking about basically the liberal world order. That's how I hear it. I don't know if I'll ever hear it any different at this point. Um, but it's pretty clear after you hear someone like Sam tell it like it is. So thank you, Sam Harris. If you ever want to come on the show and, uh, and rebut me, Mr. Master Debater, I'd be happy to have you, but I don't think you'll take me on because, you know, you got caught, bud. Fucking hilarious. Um, God bless. And then uh, great news today. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm bummed about this news personally. I have a huge affinity for anyone that against all odds finds a way, right? Like, I love rooting. Like, I'm a San Diego sports fan, so I... Chargers, Padres, they never win shit. I love rooting for an underdog. And I'm not sure there's a bigger underdog on the planet than that quasi-sentient tater tot, Mr. Brian Stelter. And it's tragic. It's tragic that that guy, who against all odds, got a TV show of his own that he got to host for nine fucking years on CNN. Unreliable sources. I think it was reliable sources. I forget. It uh, doesn't really matter. They don't care about the truth either. Nine plus years. <laughs> a guy who who I discovered today, his only audience consisted of apparently his mother, Stephen King, and one other blue check. Hilarious. Hilarious that this guy was given nine years to demonstrate definitively that he has absolutely no skills whatsoever. <laughs> but this is a broader takedown of the entire CNN machine. And I think it's, it's worth watching. Shout out to... Uh, daily wire for putting this montage together because it is a thing of beauty i may stop it to comment periodically but god this is brilliant
This brand new research by Gallup says American trust in the mass media is at its lowest point since 2016 and near a record low overall. Jeff Zucker has announced his immediate resignation as the president of CNN. This comes amid an investigation into what Jeff Zucker calls a consensual relationship. What happened and where CNN goes from here? You were caught masturbating on camera. <laughs> you since then have been on leave from CNN. Do I have all that right? Um, you got it all right. Sad to say. <laughs> the biggest media story this weekend, it's the firing of Chris Cuomo from this network, CNN. Late Wednesday, a lawyer contacted CNN with a sexual misconduct complaint about Cuomo. Joining me now, the man who accused Don Lemon of sexual assault. His accuser claims Lemon started rubbing himself. But the even bigger point, I think, is about what the press is. Is it produced by reporters or by repeaters? Repeaters are the talk radio shouters. They're on TV and radio telling the same story every day. President Trump. President Trump. President Trump. 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 Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Telling the same story every day. Repeaters are Twitter trolls who anonymously amplify propaganda and try to wear the rest of us down with their repetition. January 6th. 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 Repetition. January 6th insurrection. The insurrection. Just a quick interlude. I made this point on the live stream with Jinx last night. I think this is such a great edit because he's he's basically pointing out exactly what they're guilty of which is repeating a lie so much that it starts to become the narrative. So much so that the rest of us feel a need to defend ourselves against it. January 6th and the insurrection, the, the use of that language repetitively, consistently, for fucking ever, for a year plus, year and a half. It has, it has gotten to the point that, that is, they, are, they are analogizing it consistently. I mean, they've kind of stopped at this point. But the first few months after January 6th, if you guys recall, constant analogy to... 9-11 and Pearl Harbor. I mean, can you just uh, just consider for a second that they actually feel that way, that they are the same thing? Think about what that means. That means that 3,000 Americans in 9-11, the loss of those lives, is comparable to the loss of no lives in the federal government. That's That's telling, right? That for them... That is the same thing. Sure, the Twin Towers came down and Tower 7, mysteriously. Um, 3,000 people. It was 29-something hundred. But, you know, we uh, we got stressed out for a couple hours. Same thing. Amazing. Insurrection. The insurrection. The insurrection. The insurrection. The insurrection. 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 Repetition. 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 So much of what they are repeating is from reporters, from the people paid to figure out what is true. For a widely held conspiracy theory that the coronavirus was created in a Chinese laboratory. Dr. Fauci, thank you uh, for keeping it straight. Thank you for fighting the good fight. We know the science. We know that masks work. What we have now is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is really now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Much of the dossier has been corroborated. What does Putin have on Trump? Has Trump <laughs> been compromised? But it does look like that young man to me is taunting the Native American Vietnam vet and he's in his face. There is no I mean, let's just pause it for a second because is there any narrative that they have pushed aggressively over the past two and a half years that has been 
even have like a smidgen of truth to it? Any? I can't I can't remember a single story that they really pushed that like came out to be 90% factual. <laughs> you got COVID, the remedies for it. You have the Hunter Biden laptop. It's not it's not real, it's Russian disinformation. You have Trump's, you know, what what do they have on Trump? What does the Russian government, what does Putin have on Trump? Apparently nothing, turns out. It's been investigated ad nauseum. What does Trump have to do with January 6th? Well, what does it have to do with what, what did he have to do with it? It's time to go home now. Be peaceful. Quote Trump. Hello? Is there any narrative they got right? And there are people that watch this shit religiously. I don't know how these I don't know how you can reach those people. I really don't. Like if you get lied to so consistently and you at some point you have to acknowledge it like you're you're quad jabbed up and you're fucking you got covid for the fourth time and you're still like I just oh man I should have worn my mask tighter? Is that is that really how they think? I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand how they can't reflect at some point and go like I should probably shut off CNN. Like for sure, shut it off. Evidence of any wrongdoing by either Hunter or Joe Biden. There's no evidence of wrongdoing by either Joe or Hunter Biden. What you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha. But this isn't about ideology. The biggest terror threat in this country comes from radicals on the far right, primarily white men. As a white woman, aware of my own privilege in this country, I am so angry I, and I can't even begin. Now, too many see the protests as the problem. No, the problem is what forced your fellow citizens to take to the streets. A few moments later. We're here inside CNN Center. Taping. We just threw something on fire, Chris. Something got fired. Nick, you all right? We're getting out of here, Chris. All right. We are not fake news. We are real news. And now the two faces of Hillary Clinton are coming out. The fact through WikiLeaks that she says one thing uh, and... Oh, no. All right, let's see if we can get Congressman Collins back. Obviously, we just lost the satellite feed. That sucks. Routinely at these rallies, we are hearing a chance of uh, CNN sucks. This is CNN, the most trusted name. That's a masterpiece. Oh, we got five seconds left. CNN sucks, man. <laughs> Shout out to the Daily Wire. My goodness. What a takedown. All you have to do is use their own words against them, and it's just an annihilation. Uh, Mr. Krigler is still not here. I apologize, guys. I don't think he's going to make it tonight. We will have to reschedule. Uh, he has not messaged me or anything, so he probably just got, uh, I don't know, wires crossed or something, maybe a time zone issue. I'm not sure where he's located, so uh, I'm sure we'll do it again in the future. But I do have one more hot take to give you, and this is on my tweet that went um, viral last night. <laughs> Sadly, viral. I'm not. I, I, I take no pride when these go viral because uh, it really shows how much danger we're in. And uh, this, the opening to the show has been pretty funny. So the, the second half is going to be pretty dark. But uh, bear with me. Before I show you that, let's uh, thank our other sponsor for tonight, and that is CareerHackers.com. If the inflation's got you down, if your job is in jeopardy, if you've had things forced in your body against your will, not because of the Weinstein production company but because you know there was some sort of cold that was going around it's time to get on a career path that is more stable and get an income that you can feel happy about go to careerhackers.com sign up for the daily job hunt and they 
will help you on that path, give you some tips on how to stand out in the crowd. Again, go to careerhackers.com and thank me later. Cost you nothing, by the way. So here we go. Let's uh, let's show you the sad virality. This is General Michael Hayden, CIA director, which, if you recall, was caught red-handed perjuring himself before a congressional committee on Capitol Hill. Not all that long ago. Was he charged? Was he brought up on treason? He's, he presided over the NSA, if I recall correctly, as well as the CIA. The CIA, while we were torturing, and the NSA, while they were spying, spying on every uh, American citizen. And he views, I mean, he says Republicans, but let's be honest. It's anybody that's against his narrative is, is who he's describing here. So this Edward Luce guy, who I don't even know who it is, says, I covered extremism and violent ideologies around the world over my career have never come across a political force more nihilistic, dangerous, and contemptible than today's Republicans. Nothing close. That alone is wild. Michael Hayden, he says, I agree, and I was the CIA director. And before I show you my comment, let's just point out, I checked it just before I started tonight. This tweet, descri describing the Republicans in such a fashion, is now at over 100,000 likes. That's a lot of people that agree with one of the craziest statements I've ever read. So I said, hands down, the most disturbing tweet I've ever read. Really drink this one in. Consider deeply what it means to you and your family. I'm not even a Republican, and I can still feel it in my bones. Astonishing. It is. And the reason I wanted to talk about it tonight is because this is, like, you can't overlook... Kind of, kind of like uh, how the the Sam Harris was a microcosm into the greater belief that they that they all share. This is again just a, a window into their worldview, and I don't want you to dismiss it. Like it's very like I want to look away too. I don't want to believe that there are people that are at the highest levels of power that have the capacity to drone strike. In fact, there was drone strikes of American citizens in, I think it was Africa, uh, during Hayden's rule of the CIA. So this guy has already demonstrated quite definitively that he is willing to use lethal violence, extrajudicial murder of American citizens. Does that not give you pause that a guy like this presided over the CIA? And then let's add to this, you know, they're only talking Republicans here, right? But let's add to this that the other former director of the CIA, Mr. John Brennan, a communist, I might add, has also said that the Republicans, libertarians, basically anyone that's, you know, right of Mao <laughs> is an existential threat and a potential domestic violent extremist. I don't know. I don't know how much more clear it can be that these people are completely okay. Sam Harris, all the way up to the former directors of the CIA, are willing to do whatever it takes to suppress you, me, us. It's amazing. It's amazing that they're willing to tell the truth like this. It's amazing that not only do they tell the truth like this, but there isn't a widespread condemna condemnation from everyone of all political walks of life in this country. For instance, I am no fan of the left, but if 
say Donald Trump were to tweet something out like this. I have never come across a political force more nihilistic, dangerous, and contemptible than today's Democrats. That would be concerning if the former president of the United States were to come out and say, I agree, and I was the president of the United States. Just Democrats broadly. Broad brush, all of them. Broad brush, all Republicans. Now keep in mind, Michael Hayden, as a CIA director, is completely aware, totally privy to Al-Qaeda, ISIS, all sorts of totalitarian regimes across the, the world. Major terrorist organizations. They are more dangerous and contemptible. More. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? Fucking unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Oh, shit. I got 31 comments here. I apologize. Um, let's see if there's anything I should be answering. Go ahead and ask me some questions, guys. I, I, I apologize. I was not paying attention to the chat. Um, all right. So the more the more overarching point with this is you have to you have to understand what you're up against. You have to understand the lengths that they're willing to take this to suppress you. And I think after hearing both you know, Hayden and Sam Harris, uh, their, their opinions of political dissidents in this country, you should realize that you're under great danger, tremendous danger. And I don't think anything's off the table in terms of what they will do to try and suppress us. And I, uh, you know, I'm grouping libertarians in with Republicans because that's how they're talking, right? They view the anarcho-capitalist flag is the same thing as the don't tread on me flag, the Gaston flag, the Betsy Ross flag, any sort of, uh, you know, revolutionary war apparel. It's all the same. If you believe in the, th this is what's so wild to me. If you believe in the foundational principles of which this country was founded on, you know, defense of property rights, your person, your life, th those beliefs are enough to now get you basically put in a, a, a grouping where extreme violence, extraordinarily extraordinary violence can be wrought upon you. So dangerous. Sorry, I'm just looking at the comments real quick. Uh, does Republican politicians calling the Democrats party communists a similar sentiment to this comment? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you say it brought too broadly, I think it would, I think it would be too hyperbolic. I mean, if you're, if you're going to tell me that like, Every Democrat is a communist. I think you're you're being hyperbolic. But you got to keep in mind, this isn't just like a, a Republican politician. This is the former head of the CIA. <laughs> it's a big deal. It's a big deal to say that. And I'll grant you, I'll, I'll also grant you this. There is tremendous vitriol um, and, and hyperbole in the political realm. Like, and I'm, I'm guilty of it myself. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but I think that when you have someone who presided over, you know, the the most secretive, unelected, unaccountable, uh, responsible for toppling, how many democracies have they toppled over the past 60 years, 70 years? Countless, right? And these people are the ones that they now view the Republicans as the most dangerous, not political party in America, political party they've ever seen. Ever seen. People that... Like, literally, they just want their kids not to be taught 
progressive sexual ideology. They're like, hey, could you not teach my kid that? Terrorist. Hey, could you not inflate away the value of my dollar? Domestic violent extremist. Could you not tax me 50 plus percent of my income? Fascist. It's insane. It's an insane worldview. And it's shared. It, see, if it was just some, like, every man, I'd be like, all right, yeah. Like, if some Antifa member were saying that, I'd be like, of course they feel that way. But you, you have to, like, maybe I'm just late to the game and realizing, like, that these people have felt this way for so long. And they're, they're so extreme. I mean, this is, they talk about us as extremists. That is such an extremist viewpoint to believe that. And I think it's sincere, which is so crazy. It's fucking, it's, it's sincere that they think this way. It's amazing. Uh, Robert says, when are you going to get Max and Stacy on? Tell You got to give me last names, brother. I don't know. There's a lot of those, a lot of those people. Uh, the new flag list is great, says Constructs of the State. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because when we when we started to you know take over the Libertarian Party, I remember it was actually Vin Armani or Cyprian or whatever he goes by these days. Um, you know, was very concerned. He was saying, "Hey, if you're ever successful with this LP thing, you're going to be labeled as domestic extremists." And I was like, "Yeah, I know that," um, and I did know that. I'm a little surprised that it's come this quickly, though. I'll be honest. Um, you could take it as a white pill or a black pill, right? Like the white pill aspect of this is if they're that concerned, maybe that just shows how weak they are. But then the black pill side of me says, well, but also they have drones <laughs> and they can do some really crazy shit. This is why I'm so I'm such a hardliner against the uh, the CBDC, the central bank digital currency. It's like if you go there, forget it. Like they'll do whatever they whatever they want to. Uh, Orange Bull Podcast. Oh, Max Kaiser and Stacey. Yeah, I'm down. Um, Scott says, seems like Democrats are more likely to act on the mindset that Republicans are the worst, much more than the Republicans. That's true. I mean, it's funny because, you know, I personally, I view the left as being the greater danger at, at present. Like, I'm not saying that the right wing couldn't be extraordinarily dangerous in the not too distant future. It's certainly a possibility, especially if they go kind of the uh, the Christian nationalist route, which I would not be a fan of. Just being honest, I wouldn't be. Um, but even then, if your foundational principle is Christianity, it's not nearly as concerning to me as if it's communism, right? And again, not saying all Democrats are communists, but there's a huge percentage of them that certainly espouse communistic principles, the propagation of ESG, the propagation of SEL, uh, DEI or DIE, however you want to whatever order you want to put the uh, acronym in the, the willingness to, to propagate or propagandize your children from birth, the willing to lock you in your house. If you don't, you know, go along with their regime, the willing to basically uh, kick you out of your job. If you don't put stuff in your body against your will, I mean, the, those people are more concerning to me. And granted, there are some people that call themselves Republicans that have also gone along with many of those insane narrative. So I'm not, I'm not downplaying it. I'm just saying like, which, which do I fear more? Uh, someone says Adam probably got COVID. I don't think so. Yeah. Sorry. Everyone's saying, where is Adam? I'm sorry, Tim. I'm sorry. He was supposed to be here. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Anybody else got any questions for me? Cause I, I'm about out of, uh, out of topics to cover. Um, 
I'm I'm just I just really want you guys to hold the feet to the fire. Anyone anyone that would say something that extreme is is pushing for a hot conflict to break out in this country. And ultimately as a peaceful person, I don't want to go that route. And it seems like they're dead set on it. So if you're interested in peaceful resolution to this, which you should be, because no matter how brave or how courageous or how badass you think you are, you really don't want this to go violent. You don't. You really don't. I really don't. <laughs> um, but I'm also not willing to be <clears throat> you know, enslaved. So peaceful separation, man. Peaceful divorce. This is why I'm so grateful that that the Mises Caucus has, you know, more or less taken over the Libertarian Party. And, and that's the message that they're propagating. Peaceful divorce. That is the resolution. Abolition of the FBI. Abolition of the CIA. Like if you can't, if you can't get on board with abolition of the FBI after they covered up the Epstein Island saga, clearly covered it up. Not to mention every every other uh you know false flag or it, not even false flags, but you know, things that actually happened, but they they uh, they funded it. The the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping hoax. Anyone and it ring a bell? Like there's so many examples of the FBI being completely and utterly full of shit. What can you can you name just like I was saying, can you tell me one narrative that CNN was propagating that ended up being true? Can you tell me one thing that the FBI has done in the past decade that's been a good thing? That you would say definitively a good thing. They covered up the Larry Nasser uh, you know, molestation of the girls' Olympics or gymnastics. How how many examples do you need before you like? But then you have Tucker Carlson, who inexplicably says, "We need an FBI we can trust. We don't need an FBI we can trust. We need an FBI that doesn't fucking exist." And that is the only. There is no compromise to be had. They have to go. You have proven yourself to be an existential threat to everyone that lives here that doesn't believe exactly to a T what you believe in. You must be abolished at that point. And if a, if the new right. If Jesse Kelly or anybody on the new right, Tucker Carlson, any of these people, if they can't get on board with abolition of an entity of a, of a bureaucracy that is so demonstrably dangerous and full of fucking shit, then you're useless to me and I will never, ever have your back because you guys are out of your fucking minds. And what really concerns me about the right wing is when, when they say we need the FBI we can trust, what do you think that means? That means that they think, they still believe in their deluded mindset that they could actually regain control of the power system to go after their political opponents. I don't want that power system to exist at all. You shouldn't have the capacity to utilize the IRS to audit your political enemies. You shouldn't have the, the capacity to use the FBI to investigate you know, the Trump family infinitely to plant shit, to start shit, to raid Mar-a-Lago, to raid a former president's house, but then overlook the Hunter Biden laptop, to overlook all the other shit that, that exists out there that we know for a fact is real. Come on. It's fucking crazy. Oh, sorry. That was quite the rant. Um, too, bad, <laughs> too bad you look like a domestic extremist and a domestic abuser combo. That's true. I do. I look exactly like both those things. Good one. <laughs> Why do you think they included the black and yellow flag, but not the black and red flag? You know the answer. Because communism is in alignment with their belief system. Right? Because Antifa, many Antifa members, are in alignment with, uh, with the regime. That's why they don't go after them. This is why they bailed out 
many of the violent protesters during the uh, the Black Lives Matter summer insanity. Um, so yeah, I guess I should be honored that the anarcho-capitalist flag was included, but no, nah, doesn't doesn't feel good. How do we wake up normies? Well, you got to get them to stop watching CNN. <laughs> that would that would help. Um, <clears throat> honestly, there are certain people that like they're really not interested in having their minds stretched. They're in a comfort zone. They don't feel like they can. It's just uncomfortable to them. It's uncomfortable to them to like imagine. Imagine you were one of the people that's been watching CNN for the past two and a half years. You've you've literally slept with N95 masks on because you're so you're so propaganda propagandized. Do you think that you could actually like watch one of my episodes where I break down all of the lies that have that have happened over the past two and a half years and just be like, oh, man, I really fucked up. No, they're going to say this guy's crazy. This guy, this guy's crazy. Not me. Not me. The one that slept, you know, with my, my wife and, and uh, you know, an N95 double masked up who hasn't seen a, another human face in two and a half years. I'm not crazy. It's this guy. So those people you can't reach. Um, so you're going to need to, to you know, trickle, trickle little factoids, little truths here and there. And hopefully they pick it up at some point. Uh, <laughs> I almost joined the FBI because of Gillian Anderson or Jillian. Uh, yeah, X-Files. OG boner alert for sure. Um, well, thank you so much, Allison. I will continue to speak out. I promise. Anyways, that's about all I got. I'll uh, hopefully Mr. Krigler will will reschedule with us here soon. As always, if you want to support my work, go over to libertylockdown.locals.com. Sign up to become a supporting member. It helps if I get a little bit of income. You can send me five bucks a month. Doesn't I mean? Is that gonna hurt you? With inflation, five bucks you can't even fucking get a tank of gas. Send it my way. Allow me to uh, accumulate the uh, the small amounts from everybody, accumulate it into a larger amount, and help market the show so that I can get it to to more ears. We are doing over 10,000 listeners per episode consistently now. It's fucking wild to me. Absolutely incredible. Um, so that's that's my goal. You know, you, you asked how I'm going to wake up normies. My goal is to actually get to a point where, you know, instead of having Tim Pool be the nightly guy that 250,000 people tune into, maybe it's not me. Maybe it's Dave. Whoever it is that ends up being that guy that can actually talk that like anarcho-capitalist truth shit and have hundreds of thousands of people listen to him every day, you can really change the world with that shit. Um, and God bless Tim. I'm not saying that he's not good. He's very good, but he's, you know, he's not as good as us, <laughs> obviously. Pee uh, pee poo poo. Thank you, Jose. And uh, Sim Kalpin says, this was great. Thanks for doing it. Hey man, you're welcome. Even though you said I look like a domestic abuser, which I do, but I haven't ever hit a woman. Not that twice. But I also have a good overhand right. So, like, usually it only takes one. <laughs> Fuck. That was such a tower, tower gang joke. I'm sorry. Um, anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you want to follow me, it's uh, at Liberty Logpod on Twitter. I just hit 49,000. I'm so close to 50. Get me over the hump. And last but not least, go to toplobster.com and uh, pick up a Liberty Lockdown shirt so you can become a walking billboard to propagate the masses. Love you guys. We're out. Don't you go anywhere. We got Judge Andrew Napolitano in the building for a quick 20-minute deep dive into the truth behind the Mar-a-Lago raid. I still, obviously, am dealing with uh, just bits of true information as well as rumor mills and things like that, but Judge Andrew Napolitano has 
some inside track to some really quality insights. And once again, I am of the belief that Donald Trump is going to be charged. I know that sounds crazy, but I think that's what I think that's what we're going to witness here in the coming weeks. If I'm wrong, obviously, then I'm wrong, and I apologize. But uh, once you listen to this, I think you'll understand why I feel the way I do. And uh, I hope that if you find this enlightening, you will share it around because I think it's really important that people are aware of the risks that are potentially involved with them proceeding with this line of uh, reasoning, line of prosecution, potentially. It's it's very concerning to me. Uh, but without further ado, share it around. Appreciate you guys. Make sure you comment, like, subscribe, all that jazz. Love you. And we are back with a very special Friday edition of Judge Knapp Thursdays. Thank you for joining us, Judge Andrew Napolitano. <laughs> so Joe Stalin once claimed he could change history, but my friend Clint is able to change the days of the week. That's right. <laughs> I'm more powerful. Thursday on Friday. I'm happy to be with you. I think you know, and your audience knows, uh, this is 15 or 20 of the happiest minutes of the week for me. Hey, Maybe that doesn't I say much it. about my life, but I know that your audience is filled with young, vibrant, enthusiastic, as my young producers of Fox used to say, true North libertarians. Absolutely. And I know that I can be 110% myself on your show. So let's go at it. I, I appreciate it. Um, and and I also appreciate saying that I'm I'm more powerful than Stalin. I mean that's incredible. Uh, <laughs> well, he's so, dead. You're alive. <laughs> that's can't true. imagine that he's in heaven. <laughs> uh, so so I wanted to get from you the uh, the latest. Uh, start off with the uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid. Um, you know, you totally shifted my perspective last week when we discussed this. And and I'm curious if there's obviously there there has been some discussion about how they might release the affidavit affidavit, but it's going to be extraordinarily redacted. So we probably won't learn learn anything from that. What what have you discovered over the past week since we last talked? Well, the the affidavit uh, is the document filed with the court weeks before they asked for the search warrant to say to the court, "Hey, we're going to ask you for a search warrant, and this is why." The court reads it and can basically say, forget about it, or you better come in here right away, which mm -hmm. is what the, this judge did. So probably two or three FBI agents, we know at least two prosecutors, were, or two of U.S. attorneys were there, one from D.C., one from Miami. And we know that the federal judge swore in the FBI agent who signed the affidavit and questioned him about it. At the end of the questioning, the judge agreed that a crime was committed, not necessarily that Donald Trump committed the crime, but a crime was committed, and that it is more likely than not that evidence of that crime exists on Trump's property. The purpose of the affidavit and the Q&A is to demonstrate probable cause that a crime was committed, probable cause that evidence of the crime exists in the place to be searched and the person or thing to be seized. I'm quoting from the Fourth Amendment. The judge must agree with those conclusions in order to sign the warrant he did. The warrant also states, and, and this is typical, but we know it for a fact because the warrant was released, not the affidavit, the warrant, uh, what charges they have that they plan to bring against President Trump or that they are investigating whether or not uh, he committed. The right. charges are under the Espionage Act of 1917, which I have argued many times and as recently as in my op-ed piece at lewrockwell.com of yesterday that the Espionage Act is unconstitutional. I've also argued, Clint, 
that all federal crimes but two, two, are unconstitutional. How many federal crimes are there? Well, nobody knows exactly. The (laughs) estimates are between 4,400 and 5,500. The Constitution only authorized a set of crimes aimed at treason and a set of crimes aimed at debasing the money supply. Those are the only two federal crimes that the Constitution contemplates. All other crimes were intended by the Constitution to be state crimes. When Kennedy was shot, there was no federal crime prohibiting that. And if anybody had ever been prosecuted for it, and of course nobody was, because the the setup guy, the, the patsy, Oswald, was murdered, and the people who set him up were never revealed, um, nobody was prosecuted under the under the laws of the state of Texas. But now, of course, with 4,400 to 5,500 federal crimes, it's almost impossible uh, to find uh, a crime that someone didn't commit. We'll go back to Joe Stalin, who once said, show me the man and I'll find you the crime. Right. Meaning you can almost always find a federal crime uh, that somebody committed. Uh, Trump, in one of his many misguided moments, said under the Espionage Act, which his Department of uh, Justice sought and obtained an indictment against Edward Snowden, a genuine and American hero, that Snowden should be executed under the Espionage Act. Guess what? Trump is charged or about to be charged with violating the very same sections of the Espionage Act that a grand jury, pursuant to the requests of the Trump DOJ, has indicted Snowden for. And by the way, Mr. Former President Trump, there's no death penalty involved in the Espionage Act. There was when the Rosenbergs were convicted of it, but there isn't anymore. So, look, I think he's going to be indicted. He's going to be indicted not because classified documents sitting in his safe hurt anyone, cause any crime. They only bruise the egos of the deep state. Right. The deep state who he tricked into taking their documents and putting in his home. That infuriates them. But if you define crime, and this is a standard definition for crime in the Western world, harm intentionally caused and proscribed by statute or by nature, who's harmed by these documents sitting in Trump's safe? Yeah. Just the egos of the deep state. Well, Deep state. The national security state with their three-letter acronyms, FBI, CIA, DEA, one of them has four, BATF. None of these things are recognized under the Constitution. They're all created by the federal government by the sheer force of its own will. And and they're supposedly created to keep us safe. They have done more damage to personal liberty than the people they have pursued. Okay. Preach. No, preach, brother. That was that was beautiful, and I could not agree more. So it sounds as if you have some insight as to what was actually taken when Trump left the White House. Do you know? No, I don't know. I, I only okay. know what is public knowledge. And, and the brief history is the National Archives went through the White House within days of Joe and Jill Biden arriving there, and they couldn't find thousands of documents. Somehow they know that the documents exist. I'm not sure what their system is for knowing that. Uh, They reached out to Trump. He said, yeah, I got a lot of boxes here. He sent back 15 boxes. They demanded more. He told them to take a hike. 
They called in the DOJ. The DOJ demanded more. He told them to take a hike. The DOJ um, summoned a grand jury. Now, grand juries only do one thing. They investigate whether or not crimes were committed. The grand jury sent a subpoena uh, to Trump. As, as you may or may not know, and as your audience may or may not know, subpoenas are negotiable. So you get a lawyer who sits down with the with the with the government lawyer who's presenting evidence to the grand jury and you negotiate, which is what Trump's lawyers did at Mar-a-Lago with federal prosecutors in a conference room at Mar-a-Lago. Trump himself walked in. This has never happened as far as I know before. Trump himself walked into the middle of the negotiations and patted everybody in the back and shook their hands and then left. Incredible. At the end of the negotiations, Trump's people agreed to cough up more documents. At the end of that, one of Trump's in-house lawyers wrote a letter saying, you have everything subject to the subpoena. Then an informant, either an FBI agent, whom the Trump people, un unknowing that he was an FBI agent or that she was an FBI agent, hired, or somebody working at Mar-a-Lago who decided to, to call the FBI, said, by the way, there's top secret SCI, I'll tell you what that means in a minute, in, in the former president's safe. That's when the FBI prepared the affidavit, went to the federal judge, he signed the search warrant, 50 FBI agents showed up unarmed. You have never heard of 50 FBI agents in, in one place where only one of them, the head of them, was armed. The other 50 had to leave their guns back. They did it as a courtesy to Trump because that mm -hmm. place is protected by dozens of Secret Service agents. Right. They called the Secret Service that were coming over for what? For this, they faxed the warrant. Okay, come. We can't help you search, but we'll make sure nobody knows about it. We'll keep the press out. We'll open the doors. We'll open cabinets. You won't have to break anything. Only one person had the combination to the safe. He was in New Jersey, Donald Trump. So they broke into the safe, and that's where they found top secret SCI. So there are six categories of secret. The lowest is confidential. The second highest is top secret. The absolute highest is top secret SCI. SCI wow. means it can only exist and be examined in a federal skiff through which Wi-Fi won't go, in which mobile devices won't work, and from which surveillance cannot be extracted. Now, how those things ended up in his safe, nobody knows. Even if he did classify, declassify them, they still contain secrets the very uh, possession of which is a violation, you guessed it, of the Espionage Act of 1917. Holy then cow. the news media, my former employers, Fox News among them, made an application to uh, the court, which has the affidavit, to reveal it. So this was not DOJ versus Trump. This was ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox News, et cetera, versus the DOJ. And the court said, I'm going to cut the baby in half. I'm going to release the affidavit, but only part of it. You you white out proper names and identifiers. The federal prosecutor said, if we do that, the affidavit what that's remaining will be meaningless. All right, give it a try. Give me a week to try. So now negotiations are going on between the DOJ and the judge over what's to be redacted. Hmm. That's where uh, we stand now. Here's an interesting so, tidbit that you haven't heard anywhere else. Lay it on me. Joe Biden could have reclassified what Donald Trump declassified. 
yeah. thereby making the potential crimes chargeable against the former president far more serious, almost Rosenberg-like, if these things are nuclear secrets and he has them in his home. Oh my! That's goodness. where we stand uh, right now. I have predicted, and I've said this before on air and in my LouRockwell.com piece, that the president, the former president, Donald Trump, will soon be indicted. He is the victim of the security state. He knows this. He's the former president. Security state, law enforcement, and intel tormented him for four years. They are still after him. Rand Paul has moved to um, repeal the Espionage Act of 1917. This is such a terrible law that Woodrow Wilson, in my opinion, the second worst president in American history, used the Espionage Act of 17 to prosecute Princeton students. He's the former president of Princeton, then governor of New Jersey for 18 months, then he becomes president. What were those Princeton students prosecuted for? You ready for this? Reading the Declaration of Independence allowed outside of draft offices and singing German beer hall songs in taverns and pubs. Incredible. In America. In America, this happened. And because he knew they'd never be convicted, they were in jail for three years until the war was over, and then they were let go. Wow. Well, I... I have a, a ton more questions about this Mar-a-Lago thing, uh, but due to time constraints, I'm going to have to save that for next week, and hopefully we'll learn more by next week. I would like to get your I'm sorry if I uh, spoke too much. These, these are no, profound you did issues not. <laughs> that your, your viewers must know about. I agree. It's I mean, it's probably the most important thing happening right now in terms of yes. you know how that could play out and what that might create in the partisan divide in this country. It could be horrific. But I, I do want to get uh, just a couple minute update from you on the latest with Ukraine, because it's has almost completely fallen out of the news, uh, Ukraine and Russia. I mean, uh, is there anything reportable on that? Well, the uh, New York Times is, uh, is and the Washington Post are mouthing what the CIA wants them to mouth, which is that um, Russia is reeling because the Ukrainian forces have bombed Crimea which in Putin's mind has been a part of Russia for a long time. So they, they have fired their American-made weapons behind enemy lines. Um, that's the New York Times. The Washington Post claims that Putin has discovered that his intel um, was deceiving him by telling him that they were in much better shape than they really were and by telling Putin that his soldiers would be met as liberating heroes when they mm-hmm. entered uh, Ukraine. Now Where those have you heard two, that before, <laughs> right? Th- those two stories are grossly uh, misleading. You know my sources; they are public sources. Colonel Doug McGregor and and Major uh, Scott Ritter. They have their own sources in the military and in intel and ex-military and ex-intel. And I don't question their sources because they've been right uh, all along. Mm-hmm. And they both tell me that this war will not last until the winter, because by then. Uh, the Russian forces will have captured the territories uh, that Putin wants. And though there'll be guerrilla warfare forever, uh, there'll be no formal military uh, engagements because Ukraine won't have a military with which to do it. Now, how Joe Biden and Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin get out of this, I don't know. Libertarians have been telling them 
since February. Don't don't aid the, the Ukrainian cause. You're just going to cause more death and destruction. Putin's going to win whether you aid this cause or not. How they can get out of this and save face is beyond me. Putin will never tolerate a neutral or an Eastern or a Western oriented country uh, right there run by somebody uh, like uh, like Zelensky. He's just yeah. too uh, too invested in this. You know, my neocon friends say, you know, Putin's sick. He's going to die. He's going to be taken over by a moderate. What moderate is there ready to take over? Yeah, right. whoever heads the FSB, which used to be called KGB. Oh, they're not as bad now because they're called FSB. Nobody knows what those initials stand for. But yeah. That, you can't that make seems this a... up. You can't make this up. But the New York Times and the Washington Post, and, and in some respects, all of mainstream media, even my former colleagues, Continue to mouth the nonsense the CIA feeds them. I yeah. just hope that the CIA is not feeding this nonsense to Biden, Blinken, and Austin, because if they are, it's a catastrophe. You know, we have soldiers not in uniform on ground in Ukraine. Soon as one of them is killed or captured, both of which would be lawful under international law because they're out of uniform, right. all hell is going to break loose. And Joe Biden and Tony Blinken and Lloyd Austin will have to answer for it. Well, the, the main CIA talking point has been that if we don't stop Putin here, it's the same thing with the you know communist rhetoric and the right. this this uh, was like the domino back. theory as to why yes, we needed to exactly. defend South Vietnam. It's before you were born, but in my right. in my teenage years, it was garbage and baloney. Then it's garbage and baloney now. So so your belief is that that Putin has no intention of even moving on Kiev. He's just oh, no. he just wants the east. Correct. Okay. You know, Kiev, you know, I I asked that question of Colonel McGregor yesterday, Clint, because one of uh, my viewers said, why doesn't he just bomb Kiev into the Stone Age? Right. And the colonel gave a very good answer. Because Kiev is a religious and cultural center for Ukrainian Orthodox and Russian Orthodox, mm. he would never ever do that. He will never never bomb Kiev, no matter what he has to do. He might surround it, but he's not going to harm it. Well, that's good to know. Well, this has been extraordinarily enlightening. Uh, everybody that's listening right now, please go over to Judging Freedom. Subscribe to his channel on YouTube. You can get these updates from these colonels, generals, everyone he's talking about. But most importantly, get this man a show on Newsmax, folks. We need this guy to have a nightly show. I... I Cannot believe that you don't have a nightly show. But honestly, you're reaching more people with your YouTube channel. So just keep well, grinding. I'm doing very well with the it. YouTube channel. Uh, a lot of my former Fox colleagues are at Newsmax. It's a great place. And, and it might be a great uh, fit. It just may, may take a little while for the hand to fit in the glove. Yes, exactly. Well, let's hope it, uh, it fits here soon. Thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you, Clint. All the best. Before we get out of here, I want to thank... Everybody that continues to leave those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, I know you guys leave them elsewhere. I only get the, the report on the Apple reviews, but I know there's a couple hundred over on Spotify and elsewhere. So thank you for doing that. It does really help with the algorithms to let people know that this is a show people are actually listening to. And a lot of people enjoy it, if you can believe that. Uh, we're up to 421 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. So thank you guys for leaving those. And I want to shout those people out real quick. Outborn says, excellent podcast. Anyone who's tired of the left, right, same old talking points, this pod will give you a breath of fresh air. Extremely well done. Thank you, Altborn. Uh, Narragansett Avenue says, great podcast. I found the Liberty Lockdown podcast after following a trail of other podcast guests. 
and recommended podcasts, and I am so glad I did. The topics covered scratch an itch largely ignored in other podcasts, and the interviews are thoughtful and insightful. I can honestly say I look forward to each new podcast release. That That's the best. When you're actually anticipating the, the new release, that's how I feel about part of the problem. So when you guys say that, that, uh, that means I'm doing something right. Thank you very much. Uh, DJ Pistol Pete says, five stars, great podcast. My favorite thing is the intro track. At least right off the top, that's the first thing I can think of anyway. Thanks for the show, man. It's good stuff. Well, thank you for not making fun of my rapping skills. Uh, Percival says, five stars. Thank you for speaking out. I appreciate your commitment to finding truth and advocating for liberty. I will continue to do so. That is the only reason I am doing this show. So, you have my word. Uh, Evan Stevoid says, three stars. Anomaly, get over yourself. Stop whining. Why are you going to leave me three stars? Because something you disagreed with what Anomaly said. Come on, man. That ain't cool. And by the way, Anomaly's right about the inflation stuff. He's right. So don't hate on him. Uh, James Cecil Jr. says five stars. Great show. In today's world of groupthink and political hypocrisy, it's refreshing to hear some honesty and free thinking. Keep fighting the good fight. And I shall. You have my word, folks. I will continue to fight the good fight. It's the only way I know how to be. Please continue to leave those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and elsewhere. Uh, it really does help let people know that this is a, uh, a viable show that I'm taking seriously. I'm trying to cover stuff that you don't hear many other places. Thank you as always. I will catch you soon. If you want to support my work, libertylockdown.locals.com. We're out. Big shout-out to everybody that's been with me since Jump Street. Appreciate y'all. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode, your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold, where did it come from and where did it go, it requires a fight, not tweet from your phone, don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne, if you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home, the virus you're scared of will come and it'll go, the government knows, just don't get treated like a hoe, like Nico and Shane, you're probably wondering what's happening, scared Hollywood left these lyrical feminine, a typo with Luke might bring the nooses, we all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses, freckles and Brit, didn't know I could spit, knew I was a patriot, but now I'm the shit. Peter Quinones, invite me on Which podcaster sends custom songs Part of the problem, now I stand with the people Dave showed the way, but I am unequal Lions of Liberty, now hear me roar Beat running up, but I got a bit more Robbie the Fire, always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich, now I'm man of the house No malice for Nick, but you're welcome to quit I went over BLM with the fire I spit Friends against government just call us fags Copy the Cairo, put mummies in the bag Liable opinions get thrown on the ground Silky's Mouton was the only sound Getting so hot must be air July Screaming in the mic A rip for 59 Miles to race Show that black guns matter Now all these lefties Got crazy small bladders None of us wanted war But we're ready You know I be bopping And rock steady Liberty lockdown Please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone But yeah it's on hold Where did it come from And where did it go It requires a fight Not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king Get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought You've always got a home The virus you're scared of Will come and it'll go The government knows Just don't get treated like a hoe